Welcome to Boozy Bracketology, the podcast that believes in three things, strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. Here is your host of the Boozy Bracketology podcast, Christopher Lagori. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Boozy Bracketology. My name is Chris, and we are here tonight for the Sweet 16 of the Best Game Show Bracket. And let's start by meeting our panelists, the four men capable of making such heavy choices Let's start off first in Raleigh, North Carolina. Jeff, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing great. Uh, I am currently drinking the uh, uh, Full Steam Paycheck Pilsner. It's uh, one of those beers that's just kind of everywhere in the triangle. It's uh, brewed out of Durham. Uh, it's a uh, a lighter beer for those who want uh, you know, who want something lighter, Bud Light ish, but actually good. So, um, now I'm kind of taking it easy on the, the drinking for now and i looking for something palatable, but calming. I like the fact that when we say we're taking it easy on the drinking, we're going to a different kind of beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steven uh, is uh, at least off of that little wheel, so... <laughs> Good for him, man. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Well, let's head on out to Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, how you doing, and what is your penance this evening? Well, speaking of light beers, but not necessarily in the but good category, <laughs> uh, th- this was the idea of uh, my dear fellow panelist, Tim Dipple, uh, or, or perhaps more accurately, of his grandmother, uh, who was apparently known for drinking a 12-pack of Bush Light per year poured over ice. Yep. <laughs> so there is the bush light opening. I am now pouring it over oh, the ice. Cup of ice. This is awesome. Oh, I'm so, hey, I, I, I am nothing if not a man of my word. I got a cup of ice. Uh, the ice is a little melted, but it doesn't really matter because what's it going to do? Water down this beer. <laughs> not something I'm super concerned about right now. <laughs> But I I accept uh, humbly my uh, just desserts, I suppose. So cheers, guys. Desserts sounds like a beer you would ordinarily drink. But let's move out to Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Well, as of this recording, uh, I am literally away from closing on my new house. So I need something to steady my nerves. So I'm going to step up my game a little bit here. Ooh, I'm not going with the wimpy. I'm just going to go ahead and crack open a two liter of Diet Coke and get right. Nice. <laughs> He's chugging straight from the bottle. Right. I love it. Wish I was able to do that. You, you want to drink? You want to drink Bush Light from the bottle? A <laughs> uh, good point. <laughs> Last but never least, Tim, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? I am doing well, Chris. Uh, it's one of those days where you just got to put on some uh, Deadpool bunny slippers and <laughs> record an episode of Boozy Bracketology. <laughs> and I am drinking some high-quality H2O. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Now, if you if you haven't heard the other episodes before, you know, or if you have heard them, you know that we only have four panelists. It's because your fifth panelist is here only if necessary that is me, and I have got myself. I really thought about grabbing like an IPA just to rub it in Mike's face, but no, I just grabbed myself a, a, a not a daily drinker, but a beer that I'll crack every once in a while that I really enjoy, a Yingling Light. Mm. All right. 
But we are moving in into the Sweet 16. We are starting off with Jeff. Jeff, you're choosing between the one seed, The Price is Right, or the eight seed of Double Dare. You know, as entertaining as Double Dare is, and and really as, as unique as it is uh, for all of the shows that are in this bracket, Price is Right is just entirely too classic. It is uh, the one I watched more as a kid, ironically, and uh, still one that I'll go back to when I need to kill a few minutes here and there. Just uh, yeah, And watching the Plinko chips go, still kind of weirdly calming. So Price is Right gets my vote. Price is Right's got the first vote going over to Mike. You know, I haven't caught the Double Dare reboot, but I absolutely loved it as a kid. I mean, it had fake slime. It had kids my own age. It was great. But honestly, like Jeff, I think I actually probably watched more Prices Right as a kid. And the reason is, is because even as a kid, if you had given me Double Dare or Prices Right and given me the option to watch one, I would have chosen the Prices Right. I didn't even know what the hell things cost at that time. But I, you know, I knew the circumstances in which you'd bet a dollar. I knew the people that were just batshit insane with the things that they were they were betting sometimes it was it's just said it it's it's classic it's got such a great variety of games you never know who's going to get the car but they're always super excited when it happens watching the little wheel spin it's and wondering which one which number it's going to land on and somebody hits the 100 every now and then it's so classic uh i think it's uh i think it's going to probably go a long way and it definitely gets my vote over double dare price is right it's got a second vote next pick we're bringing it over to steven yeah, uh, Price is Right is great if you get the right games on it. The There's a ruler, a roulette choice whenever you go up Price is Right. You might get a bad game. They do have some occasionally that are just kind of stupid that are like things you would see on Supermarket Sweep. Uh, with Double Dare, you're kind of treading water a little bit to get to that obstacle course at the end. That's why we're there for the show. So I think if given the choice... I would rather watch Price is Right. Even though Double Dare probably has the bigger high, I think it's more exciting to watch the obstacle course than the uh, Showcase Showdown. I'm uh, still going to watch more of the episode of Price is Right. Price is Right's got 3 nothing lead. Tim, do we have a sweep? Um, so both of these are iconic shows of my childhood growing up late 80s to early 90s you know i was born in 87 so like watching double dare after school was was a centerpiece of my childhood and watching prices right on sick days is also a very fond memory uh so i have a lot of ties to both of these um i thought about this one and i'm really glad it doesn't come down to me uh, because we might have ended up with a money ball situation. My, my vote's going to the Price is Right simply because of the nostalgia I have for that early 90s Nickelodeon. Um, you know, I talked about it last time that... Uh, sorry, my vote is going to double there. I, I messed that up <laughs> because of the nostalgia that I have for that early 90s Nickelodeon. Um I talked last time about how Double Dare basically launched the Nickelodeon that we know. Um, it, it, it was, if you watch the Orange Years, 
Mark Summers said, let's do something crazy and appeal towards kids. And that, with a couple of other shows, are why Nickelodeon is what we all remember. So I went with Double Dare on this one. Well, the price is right moves on anyway. And it's going to the Elite Eight. We're going to pick our next matchup going to the Elite Eight. What will the Price is Right, price is right play face? Wow, drinking is fun. <laughs> the five seed of Pyramid, either the 100,000 or the 10,000 or whatever other versions there are of Pyramid, it's taking on the four seed of Family Feud. Mike, kick us off. You get you buy that uh, 13% ABV version of uh, Yingling Light there? My second recording <laughs> tonight, sir. Second recording I- tonight. I know, I know. This one was a tough one for me because Pyramid is a show I remember very fondly, uh, mostly uh, because I grew up watching it a lot with my mom, I feel like. like When I think of Pyramid, I think of sitting with, watching it with my mom. But you know what I think of when I think of Family Feud? Sitting and watching it with my mom, but as an adult... <laughs> Because a lot of times when I'm visiting my mom, we'll have a family feud on in the background. It's one of those shows you can just sort of put on and you tune in for a little bit and you start talking about the clues and then you tune out and you can, it's great for that. It's, it's a really fun show. Uh, and Steven mentioned last time about those shows that can make you, make you feel, even though they're actually harder than they seem, they can make you feel smarter than the people. And some of the things that people come up with is just ridiculous. So it definitely has that going for it. Uh, I think because of uh, it's it's brighter and it's got a more fun pace and it's it's just it's more fun to watch now with with the family I think uh, because the innuendos will go over the the kids heads even though they're laying them on a little thicker these days uh, I'm gonna go with Family Feud on this one Family Feud's got its first vote Stephen Yeah I think you have to go like Family Feud all the way here because. It's just a much more fun show. Um, it's weird that it's been on for so long through so many hosts, and it really hasn't changed like what it's going for. It's not no host has gone through and tried to be like super funny, and yet it remains funny. No host has gone through and tried to be less funny and been able to dampen it either. Uh, for its staying power, for the fact that it's been around so long, the fact that it's so reliable. And every time you play it, you feel like you can win it, even though it's statistically very unlikely that anyone's going to win it. Yeah, you got to go with Family Feud. Family Feud's got a commanding 2 nothing lead. We're bringing this next pick over to Tim. Yeah, I guess I'm going to be in the minority here, too. I tend to favor the games that have a little bit more um, skill to them. Whereas Family Feud is kind of just guessing what people say. It doesn't feel as um, talent heavy as Pyramid does. Um, so I, I want Pyramid here. Pyramid's got a two to one disadvantage. We're bringing it back to Jeff to see if it can tie it up. No, I, I might get thrown out of North Carolina for saying this, but Family Feud is kind of like NASCAR. You, you can say all you want that you're watching it for the strategy and for the talent and for people to do great things or whatnot, but you're really watching it for the wrecks. You know you are. <laughs> you're watching it because you want some guy to be asked, what's, what's a word that commonly comes after pork and answer you pine, which <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> Or to answer a man's name that starts with H and answer Jose also actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's kind of unique among all of the other game shows in this, in that you're watching it for the Rex. And the Rex are spectacular and hilarious. And if you have a good host, and most of the time Family Feud has had a good host, it makes the Rex that much more special. So for that uniqueness factor, I'm going to give it to Family Feud here. What's something, what's something a burglar doesn't want to see when he breaks into a house? And Nick God bless the man's a naked grandma. <laughs> With oomph. <laughs> he I shouted mean, that. He did. Naked grandma. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Family feud. He's not wrong. I was like, true. <laughs> what was the question that they asked on the showdown? It was about wives, and both men just out there stood there oh, shaking was, their heads like. That was. Uh, <laughs> Yep. Which one of the seven dwarfs would describe your wife in bed? Oh, <laughs> not answering that. Nope, not answering that. Oh, see, I would have just rung in and said happy. <laughs> well, then you're lying. We're moving on. So is Family Feud. We're going to talk more about this later. And we're moving on to our next matchup. The sixth seed of win, loser, draw against the three seed of match game. Steven, you're kicking us off. Uh, well... The only reason I voted for win, lose, or draw last time and stop me if you've heard this story is because I've had the most epic Pictionary comeback win of all time. Guinness should call me up and ask about it because, (laughs) did I mention, they were on the final red. We were on the beginning square, and God damn it, if we didn't come back and beat the girls' team. I mean, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Which one of these is better, though? (sighs) You know, the problem with win, lose, or draw, is that in any given like home match of Pictionary, there's going to be somebody in the group that just cannot draw and or think on their feet. And because of the screening process to get on the show, you don't get that ever. So you don't really get the best part of Pictionary. <sighs> is it still a better game? I guess match game is more fun. Um <sighs> Yeah, I, I, Match Game's the better game, I think. Match Game has a one-vote lead. Tim, lock in your pick. Yeah, this is the battle of the ones that I voted against in the first round. Yeah. Um, I, I, I voted for Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, and I voted for Hollywood Game Night. Um, but here, I don't really have a strong opinion, but I picked a Match Game. Match Game, another vote. Next pick here is going over to Jeff. Yeah, let's be honest. This is kind of a weak pod, uh, these four teams here, four games here. Uh, I'm not really a huge fan of any of them, but uh, because Match Game at least gave us kind of the historical prototype for ask celebrities questions and let the witty ones entertain you, and the game is itself somewhat secondary... Uh, something that was was copied quite well by the likes of Hollywood Squares. Uh, I think you have to give it to Match Game just because of the historical significance of it. Uh, even if now we do all know what Burt Reynolds' living room looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and last but never least, Mike. You know, if uh, Jeff brought, Jeff brought up Hollywood Squares, Hollywood Squares has already been voted out. And if Match Game doesn't go on, then... Uh, we will no longer be able to reference Charles Nelson Riley for the remainder of this bracket. And I'm not sure I'm ready to let that go yet. Uh, so I really do like win, lose or draw. I love its pace. 
Steve, but I thought Stephen made a very good point. You, because you're starting off with people that are actually at least decent drawers, if not better, you lose a lot of that element of, you know, you draw like the little circle with the squiggle and it's like, it's dignity. How do you not know what dignity looks like? Uh, I do think that does detract from the game uh, somewhat. So I'm going to also give the, my vote to match game, and give it the sweep. Match game's got the sweep. We are moving right along. Speaking of sweeps, the seven seed supermarket sweep, the two seed of let's make a deal. Tim, let's make a deal and give me your vote. Yeah, Micah just said this is kind of the weakest quadrant of the bracket. Um, Supermarket Sweep, it's entertaining, um, but only so far. And mostly it's just yelling at how dumb and blind people are. Um, With Let's Make a Deal, I'm a sucker for, like, game theory and i mentioned the money hall problem last time and that's enough to give it my vote here let's make a deal i believe picks up a vote yeah next vote goes to jeff oh did jeff uh, get bit jeff got bit god by the meat it. it looks like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway one of these shows has an rem song written that references it substantially the other one does not Let's make a deal. Gets uh, gets my vote. <laughs> I was hoping there was an REM song about supermarket sweep because that'd be actually pretty cool. <laughs> you know, there might be, and I just don't know REM's discography as well as maybe I should, but I listened to Automatic for the People a hell of a lot, and so I know Monty got a raw deal at least pretty well. Now, let's make a deal. It's got a two to nothing lead. Let's bring it over to Mike. Uh, REM did have a song called Supernatural Super Serious, but it had nothing to do with Supermarket Sweep, but it does kind of sound like it. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Monty Got a Raw Deal was about Montgomery Clift, but that's okay. <laughs> also true, but I mean, the title doesn't make any sense unless you know the show. <laughs> 100%, 100%. It's a great pun. Uh, that's We're not here to talk about REM. This would be a much longer podcast probably for me. <laughs> no, um, so I'm going to agree with uh, my previous two panelists. I, I didn't vote against Supermarket Sweep last time, not not because I don't enjoy it, but I do think that it the concept wears a little thin. It's basically the same thing every time. Whereas Let's Make a Deal, even though, yes, it is the, the same overall premise the same time, I just feel like there's so many more variables and so many more wild cards in that game that you really don't know what you're going to see each time. So, uh, you know, with Supermarket Sweep, it's basically, oh my gosh, why are you people not choosing this thing instead of this thing? With Let's Make a Deal, I guess it's sort of the same thing, but it's just way more entertaining to me. So uh, I'm going to vote for Let's Make a Deal, too. Let's Make a Deal's got another vote. Steven, do we have another sweep? We do not have another sweep. I don't know what's going on here. Supermarket Sweep is a much more enjoyable show to watch than Let's Make a Deal. Because in Supermarket Sweep, there's always the chance that you're going to get to see a fat person fall down and destroy an entire six rows of groceries. (laughs) If you ever think about it, I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the show. But there's always a chance because you know those shells aren't held up well. Just for that possibility alone, despite the fact that, you know, I also get to watch the idiot sit there when I'm saying it's the fucking time in front of you. Supermarket sweep gets my vote every time. (laughs) Well, if you're ever in the checkout line, you hear the beep. Think of the fun you could have on. Let's make a deal as it moves on to the Elite Eight. We are moving on. 
Jeff, you're kicking us off here. The one seed Jeopardy, the nine seed of Cash Cab. Lock in your vote. One of the funniest things about Jeopardy is actually how it uh, it it started because of the it started so soon after the those quiz show scandals where everyone was uh, all pissed off because the producers had given all of the players the answers and uh, Merv Griffin was discussing the idea for a game show with his wife and his wife turns to him and says, well, why don't you just give them the answers and have them come up with the questions? And uh, a half a century later, we're still watching people get and uh, get, given answers and forced to come up with a question. Uh, so I'll take Jeopardy for eight, Chris. Oh, you only get one, sir. Jeopardy picks up its first vote. Mike. I paused on this one very briefly because cash cab is just a fantastically fun show. I really enjoy it every time I've watched it, but cash cab is also a show that I'm fairly certain I've never watched before the hours of 11 PM. So that might have something to do with it, but it is it is really good. I, I like the concept. It's fun. Uh, I actually think it's a you know, and obviously I know we we seeded this based on the number of the amount of episodes aired, but I actually would prefer Cash Cab to a lot of other trivia shows remaining on this bracket. But <laughs> spoiler alert, Jeopardy is not one of those shows. Jeopardy, I think, is at, you know as Jeff described, like fit, what is it, fifty years later or whatever. I mean. It, Weird Al wrote a song about Jeopardy. He did not write a song about Cash Cab. Has not yet. I won't rule it out, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that's not going to happen. And that says everything you need to know to me about Jeopardy's pop culture uh, level of impact. So Jeopardy gets my vote. Steven. So here's my question. Could you win Jeopardy if the question you gave every time was, what is a random thing to say after I finish this question? Because that would be a correct question that all the answers would fit to. I think there's a hackable system that nobody's tried yet. I would like to go through it. Um, <laughs> yeah, cash cap's fun, uh, but it's the thing you watch because there's not any more Jeopardy on and you still got a hunger for trivia. You just get so many more questions per episode in Jeopardy, and it's a trivia-based show. More questions win, so Jeopardy wins. Well, if you want more questions per episode, I'll give a humble shout out over to our pod, our sister podcast, The Pub Trivia Experience, because on our hot seat head to head tournament that's happening right now over there, 30 minutes each episode of nonstop trivia questions. Even Jeopardy is jealous of that. Tim, you're up next. Do we have a sweep? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a sucker for trivia questions or trivia uh, shows. Um Cash Cab is highly enjoyable, um, but if you will allow me, uh, that's right, Cash Cab, you lost. And let me tell you what you didn't win. <laughs> a 20-volume set of the Encyclopedia International, a case of turtle wax, and a year's supply of rice the San Francisco treat. Uh, this has to be Jeopardy. Um I, I, there's not much more I can say. I love Cash Cab. Cash Cab in a Cash Cab would probably be coming out of the uh, let's make a deal bracket if it were put over there, uh, because I simply just like it better than any of the other shows over there. But Cash Cab doesn't exist without Jeopardy. So Cash Cab is one of those shows. It's one of those reality shows that I don't care is made up. I love it. 
I don't care if it's pre-screened. I don't care if it's not random. I love that show. But you're right. Jeopardy moves on. It's the right pick. But we're moving on. We got some controversial decisions to make here tonight. We're over to one here. Mike, you're up. Is it going to be the five seed of Password or the four seed who wants to be a millionaire? As with the last 5-4 matchup, this one is a tough one for me. Uh, There are a lot of trivia shows on here that I prefer to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, including the two that we just discussed and the one that's coming up in the next matchup. But Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is still a trivia show, which is always going to, that's just always my preference. You know, again, as you just mentioned, we have a sister podcast that's centered all around trivia. I love trivia. So I gravitate to, to those. But Password stands out, you know, among the, uh, the, what I call the taboo light games that we've all played taboo where you get the little buzzer and everything like that. It's, it's got that same, same quality to it. Uh, it very, it's, it's similar to pyramid in a lot of ways, but um, I don't, and I don't know which one that I would necessarily say that I enjoy more out of those two, but I think that just to have a game that's more of that style, I feel like we've got enough trivia games right now. So I'm going to give my vote to password here. I think uh, just because uh, I don't know. It, I think it makes the next matchup more interesting to have a non-trivia game going up against Jeopardy for once. Well, Password has its first vote. Steven, give me your pick. Okay, despite the fact that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire has burned me three times at Disney's Hollywood Studios, I have to admit <laughs> that the original format of it was really good. It was it's simple, straightforward, uh, and the questions got legitimately progressively harder as you went on in the original format. In the current format, everything shuffled around and the questions are randomly difficult. So like if we had ended this back when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was the same way, at least it was when Regis was hosting it, not necessarily when Regis was there, but in that format – I think it easily gets my vote, but the way it is now, it just feels like you're randomly pulling trivial pursuit cards. And that gets a little frustrating to me because we never get to see like a person progress. And part of a game show is the story of watching the contestant progress. We want to see how far they can get. And since they really, they just fucked that up. I'm going to go with password here. Password has another vote. Uh, Let's go over to Tim. Wow. I didn't think it was going to be, be going this way. Um, so we, we, we talked about how Jeopardy is like the icon of trivia shows, but I feel like who wants to be a millionaire is what brought trivia TV and made it cool. Uh, Jeopardy was, a you know, in, in, at the time Jeopardy was the show that geeks and your grandma watched. Um, who wants to be a millionaire was the first like trivia event show. Um, and I think because of that, I, I mean, I remember, I mean, if you guys remember who wants to be a millionaire, wasn't on, on a weekly basis or an everyday basis. It was like, they ran it for two weeks and then it went away. And then a couple months later, it's like, we're doing who wants to be a millionaire again. And it ran for like two weeks and then it went away uh, in the very, very early days. So it was an actual like prime time event 
And I think it's what made trivia shows cool. So my vote was uh, for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, two to one so far. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is trailing password. Jeff Woodhead, give me the final, possibly the final vote. I mean, it it, it is kind of uh, interesting that it's between two relatively... I mean, I guess you can't necessarily look back 20 years and say it's historically significant, but two historically significant game shows, Password, the first post-scandal, let's try to find a format that can't be rigged game, uh, incorporating the celebrities was a, was a new fun wrinkle, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, the first modern era game show uh, that's all of its spectacle and craziness. Uh, I think I have to give my vote to Millionaire because it was such a appointment television. It was one of the few game shows that I can remember where everyone was talking about, holy crap, did you see that the next day? Uh, and you know, there's only a f- other, few other ones on this list that can actually uh, mimic that. Even if uh, I actually slightly disagree with Stephen because the questions were entirely too easy <laughs> the first uh the the first few run throughs of it but it was still fun so um let's uh let's let's kick it to chris see what uh see what he has to say here yeah this one's actually not hard for me uh i've seen password i'm not a big password fan i've i've played that game at home and i feel like i had more fun playing it with my family who wants to be a millionaire uh, I still remember sitting on the couch watching the first million dollar winner when he called his dad to say, I just want to let you know I want a million dollars. Like that was cool, but it was appointment television. It put trivia back on like the grand stage, prime time television. It was one of those top 10 programs in prime time. I don't know that we're ever going to get with the new age of streaming and all that. I don't know that we're ever going to get another TV show or another trivia game show that gets quite that high. Uh, even Jeopardy, when they did their their tournament with Brad Rutter and uh, Holtzauer and Jennings, like that was primetime television, but I don't remember that even being as big as Millionaire. Millionaire, when it launched, was huge. And then it was able to kind of it, – it's found this new life where it just keeps going. It keeps going. And you know what? Every time it's on, I'm going to watch it. I like Millionaire. I actually genuinely enjoy that show. Yeah, it's, it's pandering. The celebrity version with Jimmy Kimmel was not good, and it's just it, – it can plot along when they're trying to build up the fake stakes, like I can see on the screen, Hey, you're going from 64 to $128,000. I get it. It's a lot more. It should be a more difficult question, but I don't care. Like I'll put up with it. I'll put up with the cheese factor. that The new version has, I like millionaire millionaire gets my vote. Millionaire moves along to the elite eight. And we are moving along. Steven, you're kicking us off here. Is it going to be the number six seed of the chase or the 14 seed legends of the hidden temple? This is a matchup of one of my new loves with one of my old loves. Uh, I absolutely love the chase and I absolutely loved legends of the hidden temple. So, and they're both, I love them both for a very similar reason. And that's because very, very few people ever win the goddamn show. Um, 
And I like that. I like that it's a challenge because when somebody wins it, when somebody assembles that goddamn three-piece silver monkey and grabs whatever thing they got to grab, it feels like an accomplishment. And when somebody's 22 questions and they get just enough pushbacks to keep the chase alive and they make it through like the twice, two times a season it happens, that's amazing. It feels like a real accomplishment. And like I'm rooting, genuinely rooting for the teams. One of them is probably going to be winning, maybe, what does it average out to? $30,000 for a contestant. The other one's going to be winning a Super Nintendo and a trip to Little Rock, Arkansas. I, I think that's kind of what the average prize package in both ones <laughs> were. Uh, so, uh, I, I th- there's just enough nostalgia nuggets around it. I'm going to have to give it to Legends of the Hidden Temple, Orange Iguanas Forever. The orange iguanas have punched a one to nothing lead. Tim, it's over to you. Oh man. This is legitimately the most difficult choice in this round. Um because my two defaults are running up against each other. You've got nostalgia and you've got trivia. And those are the two things that, you know, comprise me, especially when you, when it's nineties nostalgia. I, this is the only one that I didn't have a vote here for. And I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm stalling trying to figure this out. I, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple was one of my favorite shows as a kid. But I think I have to give this to the chase for one reason. Uh, when they announced the chase was coming back, I was excited. And when they announced Legends of the Hidden Temple was coming back, I said, why? <laughs> and I still haven't watched an episode of the new Legends of the Hidden Temple. And I think I've got to give it to the chase. The chase is tied up one to one as Tim's inner child has officially died. Jeff, we're bringing it over to you. Now, Stephen, if it had been a trip to Hot Springs, Arkansas, I think you might have uh, might have had a real uh, prize of some value on your hands there. Uh, you know, back in the old Mayan days, they used to play a game show and. Uh, everyone would go and watch the game show, and then they'd uh, they'd kill the losing team. Uh, yeah. I think if they uh, they implemented that rule in the uh, the Airsats Mayan Legends of a Hidden Temple, might have made the show a little more interesting. If uh, made it maybe difficult to get picked up by network TV. Uh, uh, I feel like at that age, not getting is, the Super Nintendo was like death. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> My parents have sacrificed me. Uh, but <laughs> as it is, the uh, the chase is uh, a fun as hell show, and it does a better job than most of the other modern shows of th- accomplishing what those modern shows are trying to do, which just ratchet up the tension to almost unbearable levels by the end of the show, especially if the, the chaser is running up against the time and they're, they're right at the end. Uh, 
it's uh, uh it's fun uh, it's a fun show so give it to the chase the chase is two to one lead mike it's up to you yeah i remember liking legends of the hidden temple a lot but it was because i probably because i'm a little older than everybody else it was it was when i was sort of on the outs as far as nickelodeon was concerned so i i remember watching it a fair amount but i don't hold the same level of nostalgia for it uh, i think not even as as much as i do for double there um it's still it's still a fun show though but i i liked what tim said about uh you know, to me, it's that time and place sort of thing where I haven't felt any compulsion at all to go back and watch the uh, the revamped version, whereas I had the exact same reaction as Tim did when I heard when I heard the chase is coming back. I was super excited. I love the chase. It's, I came up with this with this analogy. I was like, it's basically like the the cooking show beat Bobby Flay, but for trivia trivia nerds instead which I, exactly I think that's a lot i think that's fun and i, I actually really enjoy beat bobby flay too uh i mostly watch it with my wife but uh but no the yeah the chase i just think is the show that i'm gonna be much more inclined to to come visit uh in the future if if, if it's these two shows on i'm gonna watch the chase so chase gets my vote and the chase is moving on to the next round and we are moving on to our last pick of the episode this one could get interesting. We're going to find out the 10 seed of the weakest link, the two seed of wheel of fortune. Tim, kick us off. Yeah, this one is not nearly as hard as the last one. And um, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. I'm not a wheel of fortune fan. That seven to eight o'clock block. I watch half of it. Uh, the only the only time I watch Wheel of Fortune is when it's on after Jeopardy and the recording, you know, because my kid goes to bed in that time frame. Um, the recording leaks over into Wheel of Fortune and I watch like the toss up puzzle and then I turn it off and watch something else. Um, on the other hand, the weakest link is trivia and nobody knows how to bank for their goddamn lives. And... Um, <laughs> Look Look at the increments. If every increment is the same, bank after every question. It's that simple. If it's not, then you start to go into whether or not you actually want to bank. But if it's only $100 after every question, bank after every question. Because there's no benefit to going up to 200 So this is the weakest link. Uh, the weakest link gets a vote, but... It, it- Tim, it maybe mine's backwards, but my at my house and my at my cable, it's always gone Wheel of Fortune then Jeopardy. It, every like location is different, but here it's Jeopardy and then Wheel, and in other places it's Wheel and then Jeopardy. Oh, I'd be more apt to. Never mind, not even going there. We know where we're going. We're going to Raleigh, North Carolina. Jeff, it's your turn. Weakest link would be my choice, except that it incorporates the worst part of the worst television show of the past 30 years not involving a Kardashian, which is the whole voting thing and voting people off that it stole from Survivor, which is a shitty, 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 shitty television show that no one should ever be copying ever for any fucking reason. Uh, So I can't vote for the weakest link because of that lame ass little gimmick if the weakest link actually just left after every round it'd be a much better show uh as it is 
Wheel of Fortune at least measures your talent on something other than bullshit politics. So let's go with Wheel of Fortune for a round, though. I sense, given this crowd, probably not going to be around much longer than that. Wheel of Fortune's got to vote. It is one to one. Mike, you're up. Yeah, I kind of, uh, well, for, first of all, let me tell you about Alabama. You want to know when Jeopardy airs here? 3.30 in the fucking afternoon. <laughs> we, <laughs> wheel is seven, but Jeopardy for some reason is 3.30 in the afternoon. It's super weird and I hate it. And thank goodness for uh, DVR. That's all I'll say. Um, I don't even know if, you, yeah, I guess it would still be called DVR. Anyway, that's, that's side note. Uh, I actually very much uh, agree with Jeff. I think that the weakest part of the weakest link is the elements that they took from Survivor. Um, I'm going to make a mental note to uh, make sure that my wife, who I'm pretty sure has seen all 41 seasons of Survivor and is currently watching number 42, never listens to this particular episode of the podcast, uh, or I'll just warn her ahead of time, uh, that the opinions of Jeff Woodhead do not uh, reflect the opinions of her husband, please. Um, (laughs) But no, uh, Wheel of Fortune is a show that I still enjoy, and I will completely concede that part of that is a nostalgia factor. Like with some of my uh, some of my fondest memories of my grandfather, or of him yelling at the screen and watching watching Wheel of Fortune at how stupid the people were. Uh, my favorite one was it was a before and after. This one still sticks with me, even though I was eight at the time, and it was a before and after, and. The last word was the last word was the only one that didn't have any any letters in it, and it was, uh, well, it, yeah, there were multiple. It doesn't matter, but the it was Stanley Cup, and then cup of soup was the before and after, and the lady said Stanley Cup of soap, and my grandpa, my grandfather just lost it. He just started screaming, "No, you dumb woman! What did you do?" So I I have fond memories of that. I love that. I love being able to do those kinds of things with Wheel of Fortune. Uh, it so it is definitely nostalgia, but it is a show that I do still. Uh, enjoy watching so i'm giving my vote to wheel of fortune wheel of fortune's got a two to one lead steven where are we at yeah i think it's been pretty well said here uh the weakest leak is a trivia show where you can be penalized for knowing the trivia um it doesn't even make sense yeah uh wheel of fortune still makes me feel dumb i still can't do it i still get infuriated when they try to help me with a clue and the clue is thing because it could literally say the clue is <laughs> uh, anything in the universe. Okay, that's helpful. That includes uh, people, places, concepts, not just nouns. Verbs are things, too, you fuckers. But, uh, yeah, I'm still going to go with Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune picks up the vote. It moves it into the Elite Eight. And just to recap what the Elite Eight's going to look like, we are going to have... The Price is Right taking on Family Feud match game against Let's Make a Deal. On the right side of the bracket, Jeopardy taking on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And then The Chase taking on Wheel of Fortune. We will see you all next week for the epic conclusion of this bracket. If you're enjoying what we do here at the Boozy Bracketology Podcast, do me a favor, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B, your exclusive home for all of our bonus content, bonus trivia from the Pub Trivia Experience, bonus brackets from Boozy Bracketology, a lot of great content on there that drops throughout the month. You will not be disappointed. 
Uh, also, find us on the lounge fans of pub trivia experience in boozy bracketology right there on Facebook. But for the boozy bracketology podcast, I have been Chris. I've been Jeff. I've been Mike. I have been Steven. And I've been Tim. We'll see you next week with the epic conclusion. Have a good one.